From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, TradFi, they love blockchain. CZ says they're not planning on trading stocks. And Yuga Labs, Metaverse. That's coming up today on the Decrypt. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, July 18th, 2022. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I did. It was my sister-in-law's birthday, so we had a night on the town in Cleveland, Ohio. Went to a restaurant called Jade down at the Flats, then made a way to a couple bars, and then we stayed at a hotel downtown. It was just really cool to have three couples go out, just hang out, have a good time. It's something I don't do much of, uh, actually, so... We now have a Facebook group chat called Weekend Party Crew, and hopefully we do this a little more often than not. Anyway, I just have a quick opinion about something, and I'm seeing a a trend in media. We're going to call it crypto media these days. And they keep calling this crypto winter. Bitcoin price is down. Ethereum price is down. All your coins are down. And they say crypto winter. We're in crypto winter. And I really wanted to find what crypto winter is. Because I think that just by throwing out that term, everybody says, oh, you know, the price is down and that's that. And they're using this as like some kind of like hype word. And I don't like that. Because if you came in in 2016, 2017, and you were buying in around that time, you saw the all-time high, the previous all-time high of Bitcoin at almost $20,000. And in Ethereum, almost $1,500. And so we're down now. But that price from its previous all-time high, then trading, going sideways until we saw new all-time highs was a long time. We're talking about 19, 20, you know, 21. We were sitting there really moving sideways from 18, 19, 21, and we kept on going down, going sideways. There was not much action, and people were just hodling, still in the space, still talking, still discussing, still building, but hodling. And then it started to creep back up, and we did not know what was going to happen. Remember, March of 2020, we saw a Bitcoin plummet to, what was it, $4,000 again, <laughs> just like everything else did because the world went into lockdown, the market got scared, the whole market just crashed, including crypto, the stock exchange, everything crashed, and we saw Bitcoin just drop again. And yes, it started ticking up after that. But you're talking about people who had diamond hands throughout that whole time. This is just often all-time highs of November. So look, it has been quite some time. We have been trending down. But you got to let this go on for another year, year and a half at least before we start calling this crypto winter. (laughs) This is just, I call it crypto fall. So let's just not play into that hype. We don't know what the future is going to hold. We don't know if this is going to be the same winter as before. But just understand, by the end of a crypto winter, in air quotes, I promise you, even the strongest hodlers are going to start to think about capitulating (laughs) at that point because you start getting like, where are we at? Where are we going? And so just don't fall into that hype. Let's get into those crypto prices to see where we're at today. Here comes the money. Here we 
go. Money talk. And the time this morning is 9.40 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $22,197, up 4% in 24. We have Ethereum at $1,492, up 10.9% in 24, 30% in 7. Tether's number 3, USDC's number 4, and BNB's number 5 at 260 up 4.2% in 24. So running off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. The whole market cap is up 5.2%. We're finally back over a trillion dollar market cap, 1.017 trillion. We have a BTC dominance of 41.8 and an F dominance of 17.7, up around 2% since the last time we spoke. And now let's go into coin of the day. Our coin of the day today is number 37 on coin market cap. It's Tezos. I can't believe we haven't done this one before. Ticker XTZ. Its price is $1.70. It is up 6.9% in 24. Its market cap is $1.5 billion. Fully diluted is $1.5 billion. The all-time high for Tezos was set nine months ago. On October 4th of 2021, it's down 81% from its $9.18 all-time high. Its all-time low was four years ago. Again, 2018 of December. Again, we were in we were going through the winter at that point. We're already a year into it and we had a lot more to go. It's up 433% since then. You can buy it on Binance, Coinbase, KuCoin, Kraken, basically everywhere. It's number 37 on CoinMarketCap. So what does this coin do? So, Tezos is a blockchain network that's based on smart contracts in a way that's not too dissimilar to Ethereum. However, there's one big difference. Tezos aims to offer infrastructure that is more advanced, meaning it can evolve and improve over time without there ever being a danger of a hard fork. This is something that both Ethereum and Bitcoin have suffered since they've been created. People who hold Tezos can vote on proposals for protocol upgrades that have been put forward by Tezos developers. And that's Tezos. Ticker XTZ, rank number 37 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into our news today, and you know, I've been gone all weekend, and it came back, there really wasn't much news. That's what happens when you're not in a bull. When you're in a bull, there's something to talk about every day. When you're not in a bull, there's not much to talk about besides things going down. And so you come back after Saturday and Sunday off, you come back and go, I wonder if everybody took a day off because there's not much news. However, there is some news that came out on Saturday. The Yuga Labs developed game Other Side invited 4,300 players to so-called Voyagers for the first look at the demo of his tour of the immersive Ape Avatar-navigated online platform. All other side players will be required to embark on or view one of these first trips to be able to participate in the game, which is still not fully debuted. Of the 4,300 players that took part in Saturday's digital excursion, the Biogenic Swap, they were other deed owners or selected third-party developers. Remember, there was a big auction for this metaverse land, and they were other deeds. And now the first trip to other sides had other deed owners and third-party developers. Obviously, we're going to keep you updated when this rolls out even further. Regardless how many new users it could attract, Binance, they're not interested in offering users the ability to trade stocks. CZ says it doesn't align with his company's philosophy. And as crypto firms endure this market slump, they have turned their focus to adding new users and features. Where CZ says, some exchanges want to go back to stock trading. We don't have any plans of doing stock trading. We're not running a fiscal broker store anytime soon. 
and some people say CZ said this in obvious reference to FTX. Because in May, FTX began offering clients the ability to trade stocks and accounts funded with stablecoins. CZ said he would rather see Binance focusing on building more Web3 tools. We are a pure Web3 company, CZ said. We're not going back. We're moving forward. It may be a little bit of a downturn in the crypto market. However, traditional finance institutions are sticking around and continuing to influence the space, says Ava Labs president, John Wu. Wu said companies like JP Morgan Chase is an example of how financial institutions are still innovating during this crypto downturn and paving the way for broader crypto adoption. By the way, they didn't say crypto downturn in this article. They said crypto winter. And I was like, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Wu said this in quote, the institutions who are trying to apply blockchain technology to either streamline or to do tokenization of real world assets, their interest has absolutely not waned. JP Morgan already uses its own stablecoin, JPM coin, backed one-to-one by the U.S. dollar. As a tokenized form of U.S. dollar deposits helping facilitate transactions for institutional clients. Wu sees the project as a notable on-ramp for institutional investors looking to ease into crypto. He referenced recent efforts from JP Morgan with Monetary Authority, Singapore, and DBS Bank Limited, the multinational banking and financial services company, to set up a DeFi project around wholesale lending geared toward financial institutions. Wu added, you have big, massive asset management firms looking to get into using blockchain and crypto to tokenize assets. I want to note really quick here, note we're saying blockchain and not your favorite project's name. It's not like they're adopting Cardano or Tezos or Ethereum or Binance Smart Chain or Bitcoin. JPM Coin is JPM's own blockchain, JP Morgan's own blockchain. And so blockchain technology can be proprietary. It can be made by a company. It's not just People are making companies so you can plug into your favorite insert crypto project here. So just keep that in mind. Just because they're using blockchain doesn't mean that they're going toward these companies that were trading on exchanges and so on and so forth. Any company can make their own blockchain and do what they want with it and have a private blockchain. Doesn't mean that they're going to adopt any other coin that is out there. Speaking of JP Morgan, JP Morgan estimates that the production cost to mine one Bitcoin has dropped from $24,000 in the start of June to around $13,000 today. Bitcoin's production cost is the estimate of the average cost to mine one Bitcoin per day. This cost depends primarily on the electricity costs incurred by miners for running the machines, but there are also other variables. If the price of Bitcoin holds above this cost, a mining operation remains profitable. There are other estimates, not just JP Morgan's, but those estimates range anywhere from $12K to $17,000. And that's the profit and loss of Bitcoin mining. If you make more money than it's costing you, then you're in profit, correct? Exactly. And that's why another reason I say that we're not in crypto winter. When there was a proper crypto winter, you saw them turning off machines all over. Miners were shutting down. They were going to wait it out. The hash rate went down. And then when the price started to kick back up, you started people turning back on their miners. This isn't winter yet because people, for the most part, are still running their machines, still making profit, and they're just not shutting down machines all over the place because they're losing their shirts. Over the weekend, Vladimir Putin signed into law a national ban on using digital assets for payments. This action comes after the Russian government and central bank have long debated what to do about cryptocurrency. Back in January, the Bank of Russia proposed an outright ban on crypto. Today's law doesn't go quite that far. In February, Russia's finance ministry submitted a draft of cryptocurrency regulations to the government, which like the new law enacted today, allows for investing in digital assets like Bitcoin or Ethereum, but not using them to buy things. Now, the article didn't go into the why of this, 
But here's what I assume. And, you know, crypto Twitter is commenting on this as well. But I assume that this is just a push from the Bank of Russia to push every Russian citizen to only and exclusively use the ruble. That's companies, that's citizens, that's the government, that's whatever. Use the ruble. What do you think, Matthew Aaron at the Crypto.co? Circle, the payments company behind USDC stablecoin, has released a full asset breakdown of the reserves back in its now dollar peg token. The level of detail provided by Circle in its Thursday report, while unaudited, is the first for the company and a notable display of transparency. So, what is it backed by? $42.1 billion in U.S. Treasury bonds, and the remainder is cash, $13.6 billion. So what does that mean? That means there's $55.7 billion backing the $55 billion market cap stablecoin. And here's just another insert of the puzzle of facts that are making up the whole big puzzle, the big picture of Celsius and its bankruptcy. A traditional financial service company, Equity First, owes Celsius $439 million, says the Financial Times. The cash now owed is a part of the billions of dollars the crypto platform owes to clients and creditors. And finally, here's what I want you to read today. Two months of running with NFT fitness app Step In. And this is by Editor-in-Chief Dan Roberts. I didn't know he had the app. I didn't know he was actually using it. But he breaks down using the app, how much he got paid, the barrier to entry, the obvious Ponzi-like. I'm not saying it is a Ponzi, but I'm saying that it's it's kind of smells like a Ponzi. <laughs> the whole tokenomics, the whole business structure. I hate that word, tokenomics. Just like, is, does it have proper business structure and plans? Can you make money? Are they making money? Anyway, it's a good article, a good op-ed. I, I encourage you to read it. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.